The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you comfortable discussing money and your personal wealth? If not, where would you start? Is it money and your family, money and charitable contributions, or business and personal wealth? This is Conversations with Money, featuring your hosts, Franco Caligiuri and Marissa Sipolinski. Our show is about real people talking about money. You will develop a better understanding about your conversations with money and also hopefully develop some new habits to make conversations about money easier. Now, here is Franco and Marissa. Welcome. You're listening to Conversations with Money. I am your host, Franco Caligiuri. And I am your host, Marissa Sapolinski. Conversations with Money is a show uh, that looks at our beliefs that we have and our relationships that we have with money and looks at and how we interact with money on a daily basis. And we look at trying to tear apart what the myths that we have and those beliefs that, that we built up over, over time. And uh, welcome, uh, Marissa. Thank you. Welcome, Franco. <laughs> Thank you very much. How was your week? Uh, good so far. A little tired today, but uh, tired. 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 How can you be tired? Uh, I had a recent uh, stunt FOMO. <laughs> FOMO. <laughs> you know, the whole fear of missing out. Is that what that means? Yes. Yes. I thought I was past it. I thought I was a recovering FOMO uh, individual. However, I, I recently wanted to do everything. It was a, a tough balance where um, fear of missing out. Yeah. It's, I, I used to have it all the time where I said yes to everything, you know, personal, physical, uh, work, events. There's a lot going on that you can be part of. You don't have FOMO at all? I guess oh, you've got oh, that down. Of course. Absolutely. I'm throwing it at you now. <laughs> I, I do not know. Everything is all good. Okay, well, I have control over right, everything. Right. It's just me. Life is yeah. is perfect well, as I, it can be. Okay, fine. Okay. I used to <laughs> of be course worse, I, and I used to say yes to everything. And then over the years I stopped saying yes to everything, started to learn to say no. But recently there was a whole bunch of things going on that I just I guess I wanted to be part of them and, and then I, I woke up today feeling exhausted. So, just need to be more, um, need to implement more balance again and keep working on it. Clearly, I'm not 100% involved with that issue yet, <laughs> but I'm working on it. Well, if, if we're looking at balance, how do we create balance in the pursuit of wealth or, or trying to, to create balance with uh, trying to obtain wealth? Because we, we say yes to many different things. We can say yes to projects or business opportunities or work opportunities that come up, but how do we balance it with also our own personal time? Mm-hmm. Well, because I can imagine that's probably what you're what you've been experiencing. Yeah, I think I think I like to. There's a lot of things that I like to do on a personal level, and I like to have that balance. But I also have a work hard, play hard sort of mentality, which oftentimes ends up not so balanced. So, I mean, it's something that. I think we all struggle with. I think for me, realizing that every time I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. 
and realizing that that no might just be my personal quiet time, which I need, which I'm learning over the years that I need. But your FOMO <laughs> says you are missing out on other things when you do say no. So what is that no and you're missing out on that? What do you mean? What? It, what I don't need... Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't even... This care. is the first. You are struggling with words. I can't believe it. I'm glad this is being recorded. So you, before you said that you struggle with missing out. So this FOMO that you're talking about, you miss out on things that you may say no to. Mm -hmm. So is, is that what you're talking about? So if you say no to something, but you still in the back of your mind feel that you're missing out I on that if I opportunity. Should have done that. Should I have gone on that adventure, this or event or gone to this dinner party or whatever it might have been. So I just like to say yes sometimes. But I go through stages where I'm able to more um, accurately assess whether or not it fits with what I'm trying to do accomplish. And I'm able to say no. So I think it's just, it's, it comes in waves. It comes in waves where I go through periods of my life where I want to be part of everything. And I want to be part of, you know, social media is so funny too because you see all the pictures and then you're like, oh, I wish I was there. I wish I did this. And there's so many events and so many adventures you could be part of. And the business. So... Well, it's interesting. Do you think that uh, social media has actually gotten us to a point where we feel, and, and, and advertisers or even companies have been exploiting that, where this this feeling that we need to be part oh of God, that, or if we need to spend money percent. on the vacation, which we don't, we can't afford, 100%. but we'll make it work. One hundred percent. I really think Facebook is the FOMO is like what drives FOMO for so many people because it's like you think you're you're doing the best thing and then you see or you think it, it feeds into people's inability to make a decision it feeds into people's uh, insecurity as to whether they're making the right decision or doing the right thing so I guess then it just comes to me being more and we talk about this all the time me being more sure and more confident in the decisions that you're making to create that balance so every time I do say yes to something how is this lining up with what I want? What do I want to accomplish? How does this line up with my ultimate goal? How does this line up with my ultimate mission? And if I want to be a certain way and show up in a certain way, I need balance myself and I need quiet time myself. Because I've gone through stages where I've gone and done everything and then I, I, my quiet time when I'm alone, I'm, I'm exhausted. So I think it oftentimes comes to hitting that point of realizing you're almost burnt out to make the change. But right now, even today, I got, you know, a few things that came up and I was very clear on, okay, every time I say yes, I'm saying no to something else. Every time I say no, I'm making a space for something else. So I think it's, you learn to create balance, but it's, it's practice. Right. Well, if you want to join in our conversation, uh, please follow us at, on Twitter. And our Twitter handle is at your money matters. At Your Money Matters, there is no E in the matters, so it's M-A-T-T-R-S. Or you can go to our website, which is www.capitalcorefinancial.com. And we'd love to have people call in, love to have you call call in. And our toll-free number is 1-866-472-5790. And if you don't feel like getting personal just yet and calling in, you can also email us at info at capitalcorefinancial.com. So how do you run your own successful business, have a family, budget properly, work through the challenges of all this, and plan for the future? Well, we have a guest today, and our guest uh, is Dave Zilly. Dave Zilly has a business, is a family man, and also 
has um, has been a friend of, of ours for for many many years now. Uh, Dave Zilli, uh, Dave, welcome to the show. Hi, Franco. Hi, Marissa. Thanks so much for having Hi, me on. Dave. Yeah, you're welcome. It's great to have you on uh, and join us in this conversation. I'm I'm curious about this balance thing too. When you throw kids into the mix, I don't have children, so can you imagine? All right, this show will just be Dave and I, uh, <laughs> as I have three kids. So Dave and I uh, will will we'll have this conversation. And you coach their soccer teams, and you've got a whole other a whole other arena that you deal with, and you oh, can Mer- still manage the balance. So Mercy, you can definitely add to the conversation. I have a lot to learn from both of you. Well, I'm sure you can also add too. Um, yeah, Dave, welcome. Uh, when we're looking at, uh, you have a business, and as Marissa said, you know, the, the, the challenge of also having kids, uh, love to hear from you and, and to know how you've been able to um, to balance everything else and to create a, a work-life uh, balance that seems to be quite successful. Maybe you can uh, share with us a little bit about uh, who you are and, and, um, and, and how you got started. Sure, Franco. Thank you. Well, uh, my name is Dave Zilli, as Franco mentioned. Uh, I've been married for just about 10 years now. In fact, uh, the wedding anniversary oh, congratulations. is... Congratulations. Uh, thank you, thank you. And uh, maybe I'll get you to email me in about a month to remind me the anniversary's coming up. I don't want to forget that. <laughs> Might get into trouble. My, well, the my show wife, is recorded, so <laughs> you can always go back to the, park, to the podcast. Nice, nice. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we have a six-year-old son uh, named Jonah. And he's obviously, you know, the center of our lives, the focus of our lives, uh, very much. I've been uh, completely self-employed uh, for about ten years. That, that anniversary is coming up too. Uh, by completely self-employed, I mean my income is completely uh, uh, derived from from my self-employment. I I dabbled in self-employment prior to running the business full time. Uh, but I, I tell people that uh, that 10 years actually feels more like 10 minutes. It's gone by so fast. And uh, so it's just uh, clearly was a good decision to go out on my own. And uh, I've literally enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, prior to self-employment, I worked at a large government organization in the area uh, where I live. And I learned a lot about tech and a lot about the industry during that time, and I think it really suited me very well to to to, to move on to the self employment thing. And because uh, because now your it's business, been uh, now your business is uh, in the developing websites and developing programs for for companies. Is that what your business is? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the uh, I work in the technology industry, as you mentioned. I build websites and apps uh, for uh, work with a lot of realtors uh, and uh, work with a lot of really interesting clients. Uh, and of course, this is the time to be involved in the tech industry for sure. It's a really, really exciting time uh, because it's been ten years since uh, since I've been running the business full time. I, because Jonah, our son, is six, I had four years without Jonah running the business full time, and now I've had six years with Jonah uh, in the picture, and and that's provided a really good contrast. And we're going to talk about balance and finding balance. And I think back to those selfish four years where I could do whatever I wanted before Jonah was born, um, hmm. and and now we've uh, and now of course uh, as he gets older, we've got uh, we've got new challenges time management challenges and finding that balance is uh, is an ongoing challenge so i'm constantly looking oh, for sure you know the deal right franco for sure and when marissa right yes when, when marissa when marissa is not running 50 miles uh, like a crazy person <laughs> Um, you know, you know, you, you, you know, we all try to have we have a lot of things that we want to fit into our lives yeah that creates it's, its own right yeah exactly so 
so really, I spend a lot of time looking for that balance and trying to find what, what I think is a good balance. Now, when you were working um, for the, the government, uh, well, yeah, the, yeah, the government uh, job, jumping into self-employment, what was that like? Did, did you feel fear? Did, because you, you're going from a relatively secure position, secure job with benefits and, and a really good pension plan to now going to be self-employed, which you had to generate the revenue, you had to create your own um, pension plan, create your own benefits. What was that like? Well, you know, that's a that's a really good question. It's, that's, it's a lot, uh, there are a lot of logistics and a lot of things to think about when making that trans- transition from a, from a stable, guaranteed income situation with benefits and vacation and insurances and all these things you just don't think of uh, until you until you go out on your own and I think I was fortunate to to be surrounded by by good people people that I trusted uh, people that I trust and people that uh, provide a a uh, a lot of support like my wife Leah is just tremendously supportive of everything and and, and the decision the decision to go out and become self-employed was made a, a lot easier with her complete and 100% unconditional support. But it was also about being surrounded by people that uh, that you trust and that uh, you know you can ask for good advice. So everyone from the accountant to the financial advisor uh, and uh, everyone in between, having people that you know you can talk to uh, about these topics uh, is, is a real asset. So the other thing that uh, maybe it's easier now than it was back then is uh, with the internet and social media and the ability to connect with people and so many blogs and resources out there. Uh, we didn't have a lot of those tools 10 years ago, but, uh, but certainly, you know, the internet and doing research online was another way to, to approach those things. But, but you do really, it just, it, it is so valuable to surround yourself with, 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 with people and to, to network and to, and to talk to people that you uh, establish relationships with people that, uh, that, uh, that you know you can, you can trust to, to ask these types of questions. You must have an incredible financial advisor to help you there. <laughs> I wasn't going to drop any names, but Marissa has been great over the years. And, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, what you're talking about is something we talk about a lot is surrounding yourself. Well, what was it? Episode number two or number three that we talked about the team approach. Team approach, leveraging resources. Yeah. Having having those people around you. That you trust. I mean, I think it's important on a professional and as well as a personal level in terms of creating the right, going back to balance. I know for myself, I always, the people that I've learned the most from are the people who are doing big things and, and that inspire me, but have that balance. I'm always trying to figure out how they do it mm-hmm. and what they do and, and how they make their decisions and what to participate and what not. And uh, I think we have a lot to learn by surrounding ourselves with not just resources that can teach us on a intellectual level or financial or what, business, but also lifestyle, that balance. Right, because when, Dave, I can only imagine when you were going, that actually I do remember when you were going uh, through the decision-making process, you were asking the the right questions and the great questions such as how will this impact me with my personal life? How much time will I have to dedicate to, to running the business and be building the business where you had the nine to five job and you actually, you did something very, very interesting. You took advantage of, of a, a policy or a benefit that they provided you. And that was to take a leave of absence. 
Yes, that's right. Can you tell us right. how, how that really helped you? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's How'd a, you that's find a, that? That's a, you've got a very good memory, Franco. Uh, that's absolutely right. So, <laughs> so uh, in in my in my job, well, I was able did. to take. A, you're welcome. I was able to take a a a one year unpaid, of course, leave of absence from my, from my my position from my job and. Uh, and uh, what that did is it, it allowed me to know that I had a job to go back to if, if, if I didn't enjoy running the business full time during that year, which was, of course, the primary motivation for taking the leave of absence. I, uh, I would have a stable job to go back to. Um, and uh, so I had that sort of in my back pocket as an insurance policy. And I remember that, that year, that, that very exciting year, um, I was able to, well, first of all, I went by just in an absolute heartbeat. And I remember standing, I remember the first day of my leave of absence from my job. And I remember I was standing in line like at a, at a, at a, at a store and there's a line up there. And I looked up at the clock and it said it was 11 o'clock in the morning. And I'm thinking, wow, on, on Thursday at 11 o'clock in the morning for the last upteen years, uh, I've been in an office and waiting for lunchtime to come. And here I am. Um, here I am now with the freedom and the flexibility. Um, and it, it just was just, uh, it just, uh, it was such a wonderful feeling. And, and, and throughout that year, um, it, uh, it, uh, I learned so many great lessons during that year. I, I learned a lot about what it was like to be in complete control of your time and of your schedule. Uh, I got a sense as to what finding that balance might actually, you know, feel like and what it looked like. And I can definitely say that, uh, and I know we're going to talk more about some of the specifics in finding the balance, but I definitely say that it's an ongoing um, there's not going to be a day you wake up when you know what that balance is going to look like. You're, you're going to, it takes time to get there. And I, and so I find myself nodding my head when Marissa was speaking earlier about what it's like in her life to find the balance. And it's like, you're, you're just constantly, I find myself constantly finding, you know, trying to optimize, if you will, um, that balance and trying to find ways to tweak it and to, and, and it started out in that one first year and, and now 10 years later, um, I feel like I've learned a lot, but uh, there's still a lot of learning left to go. Oh, 100%. And I appreciate you saying that. Thank you, Dave. I think uh, I think it's important for all of us to remember. And for me, myself, I'm doing much better than I used to do. But every once in a while, you know, it still comes up. And I have those mornings where I feel the effects of having, you know, overextended myself or stretched myself. So thank you. Uh, we're about to go into a break here, but looking forward to continuing to chat further about the balance between personal business and how that relates to our financial situations. Yeah, so we'll see you on the other side. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it will be 50 years from now. 
Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Conversations with Money with Franco Calagiri and Marissa Sipolinski. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at capitalcorefinancial.com. Now, back to Conversations with Money. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking to Dave Zilly. Dave Zilly, we're talking about the creating a balance, work-life balance, and, and uh, how it can relate to Work-life what? Balance. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Balance. Do you have balance? What is balance word you speak of? <laughs> you talk about FOBO, so then this should FOMO. be more, for, FOMO. FOMO. <laughs> well, That's how much you're not familiar with it, that you don't even know the word. I don't use it very <laughs> often. That's universal word. Dave, i got to ask you, have you heard that word before? FOMO? No, it's the first time. First time. I'm, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Maybe I'm circling in the wrong group of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to use this word regularly. Wow. Okay. Well, so in regards to balance, I want to get back to, to that. And, and I think that this is something I personally obviously still have a lot to learn in building that muscle. But what? how have you found, Dave, I'm curious, how have you found, like you have – you know, you have Jonah, you have your wife, and you have managing your business, and and obviously a personal life, and everything that you're working to build. How have you found in terms of implementing some of the balance that you've been working on? Uh, is there anything specific that you would say has helped or has made it more challenging? Yes. Is there periods where it becomes more challenging? Sure. No, that's a great question. So I think that finding a balance is different for everybody. I think that uh, oh, yeah. some, some people may think of a balance as uh, literally trying to balance, you know, two, two, two ends of a scale uh, and to find, an, you know, a 50% this or 50% that. But I really think that a balance is really uh, the formula for balance, I think, is as unique as a person's fingerprint, really. Everyone's different. Everybody has different needs. And when I think when I was thinking about about our conversation, I was thinking about, you know, how do how would I define balance in my own life? And and I think for me, is that the the definition of balance is sort of having an alignment with with my values. So in other words, uh, to look at the key values that that I uh, that, that are important to me, and 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 when I feel balanced is when I actually feel a connection with with those with those values. So. Just to explain that quickly, one of, uh, I would say the number one, uh, my number one value is my family and my home. So that's definitely at the very top of the list. Uh, very close second would be, of course, work and business. So it's almost like a mm-hmm. one a one and one, one B, if you will. 
And then there's your friends and maybe your non-immediate family, which are also very important. And then there's yourself. You've got to think about yourself, uh, as you, you know. You mentioned that earlier as well. Is that's that's a key part. Uh, I know for myself, I need to have certain time to myself and for myself. So, so it's really important to me to feel a connection, you know, to all of those things. So if I go through, say, it like a typical day, like just to give a quick summary of what my day is like today. Uh, this morning, I woke up. I'm an early morning person. Uh, 5 a.m. So I'm up at 5 a.m. and I'm typically working from about 5 to maybe 6.30 a.m. And uh, I'm, I'm able to be very productive and sort of set my tone for the day. Uh, but, and then I, uh, then I do some household tasks, you know, taking out the trash, uh, for example, and the recycling and all those kinds of things. And then I'll greet my family. If I'm taking my son to school that day, I'll take him to school. And then I'll typically, or uh, what I did this morning, it wasn't a school drop-off day, so I was able to go out and get some exercise. So I went for a three, four-kilometer jog around around a lake close to my home, which was uh, which was really really you know great to clear the mind and to really set the tone for the day. And then I come back and I work. Uh, I'm I'm working roughly from nine till about two o'clock today. And then I'll go and pick up my son from school uh, from kindergarten in, in a little while. So you know that's to some people that might sound like a real uh, like a hectic day. It might sound like a maybe it sounds like a real easy day to some people as well, or maybe it sounds like just a, a normal day. But for me. Um, in doing those things, I'm I'm feeling very connected to you know really all aspects of my life. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I, your day sounds great to me. <laughs> that sounds like your day, Marissa. Well, yeah. Except instead of the kid part, I would probably tack on kilometers, <laughs> <but> <laughs> miles. And that's what I meant, especially <laughs> the running parts of the dedication to to running, Gabe. As you said, that that may sound like a very hectic day for some individuals, but to to you, that's normal. But how long did it take for you to to get to to this point and and, and create that discipline and create that muscle? Yeah, that's a marvelous question. So, so you know, it's really taken ten years. Um, I think that Hmm. that that today, like the way that I run my days today, is really the the byproduct of having spent you know X number of years practicing, if you will, um, and, and learning what works and what doesn't work for you. Uh, you know, it, you know, it's, and it's not, it's not also just a mechanical sitting down and following a schedule. It's also being prepared. And, uh, one, you know, if I was to talk, I talk a lot about time management, um, to, uh, in, in, in a course that I teach. And when it comes to time management, one of the key time management uh, skills I think is, you know, at the end of a day, at the end of, a, of Monday, for example, you should always know what, what's happening on Tuesday. You shouldn't wake up Tuesday morning without a plan for what's happening that day. And if you, if you do that, your chance of success and, and, and you're going to use your time so much more optimally, if you will, if that's, if that's a word, on, on Tuesday, if you, if you know. That's a word for us. Yeah, okay. <laughs> awesome. And, and really... So it was learning to do those things and to, to develop those habits. Uh, I'll spend uh, an hour every Sunday afternoon. It may not be a contiguous hour because you've got family commitments, but I might, it might be fragmented 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there on a Sunday where I can put together a, uh, a, a, essentially a plan for my week, my upcoming week. So I have a sense as to what, how the week is going to unfold. And it's 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 combining all that along with um, along with having a schedule, an actual day to day schedule. Thank goodness for 
for our phones and for iCloud and iCal and all that kind of stuff to sync everything so that we can have a family schedule. But if you combine all that, that's sort of been the formula that, that has been very helpful. Yeah, in, in, in a previous episode uh, show that we had, we talked about how technology has harmed us, where with technology and the ease of credit through technology has allowed us to, to get us into greater debt. But from what you're talking about, technology has really helped you in organizing your day, organizing your weeks, organizing your, your business and family life. So technology has really worked well for you in creating that balance. Yeah, I would say so. There are a lot of tools. I have people ask me regularly what were the types of tools and, and techniques that you use to use the technology. Some people feel very overwhelmed by it and don't really know how it can be fit, you know, it can fit into your life to, to help uh, balance things or help you manage your day to day. But uh, yeah, I found it's, uh, it's, and it's, and because everything resides um, in the cloud, as it were, where, you know, all of our data is centrally, our calendars and our email is all easily and centrally accessed. I was just in San Francisco for a few days last week and, and, you know, it's, it's basically as much as, you know, it's nice to be disconnected at times. I, I did not pay for the uh, airline Wi-Fi. I, I chose to be disconnected in the sky. But just you know, because because the the the, uh, the data and the information and the tools are are available so easily and uh, accessible, really from any computer these days, uh, it, it I find it can be a real it, it's it's life changing in, in in a real positive way. Dave, can we go back to when you first started your business and you leap from being uh, an employee, a full time employee, to starting up your business? Were you this organized? At that point, <laughs> so, you know, I would definitely say not. Definitely say no. I was not this organized. <laughs> well, you're laughing. You're chuckling at that question. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually because I think back to what my desk looked like then compared to what it looks like now, for example, and and how my days are planned now versus how they were planned back then. But but I really believe that. Oh my god, uh, Dave! I can I can totally <laughs> relate. I ha- I remember thinking back to 12 years ago when I started, and I, there's files that I have no idea where they ended up. Yes, that's <laughs> there right. was nothing compliant oh, about my filing yeah. system. You know, you know. Okay, we'll I'll, delete that part on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recently uh, purged a large storage closet in my home, in the basement of my home, that had been literally, it was packed away about about roughly eight years ago or, or so. So there were, there, were, there were boxes of things in this closet that it was almost like a time capsule in my life, what it was like eight years ago, because I, I just packed Amazing. everything in the closet and I didn't look at it until basically a couple of weeks ago. And I, I like... No one was home at the time. I'm glad no one was home because I I needed time to understand like you know like like what was I thinking back then? I needed to process all this and and learn from it like as I dissected this time capsule and took it apart. But but really it really made me appreciate though what what it really allowed me to 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 reflect on was that you know, I did make, I have made so many, I think, changes in terms of how I conduct my day-to-day business. And, and, and of course, with the introduction of Jonah into our lives, that, uh, that I was really proud of how far I'd come when I saw this closet. So it, it didn't make me stop and, and, and take a breath and say, wow, um, you know, we do need to reflect on the positive things we've done. But it was also yeah, very, it, yeah, that's right. But it also really made me feel, um, motivated to continue to look for ways to 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 uh to 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 be more optimal with my time so 
it's funny. I, I moved after living in the same place for eight years and I own my home and I sort of had created this, uh, this, there was about three different hidden areas of storage that I accumulated and I spent a couple weekends having to purge it and it felt so good and so cleansing. And also I had a similar experience where I was like, wow, I really have come a far way in terms of my organizational system. I once had, uh, I think it's easy for us to be hard on ourselves. I know I am and, and thinking that I could be better. I could be better, but it's nice to have that reflection back to eight years, 10 years ago. Okay. This is where I was. So I'm doing a lot better, but there's still a very clear recognition that, you know, I, I could be doing better. So Dave, uh, you may have these numbers or not, uh, but I'm just going to ask you the question from where, where you are today to where you were 10 years ago or even five years ago, as you've progressed uh, in this organization and creating balance, have you seen an increase in your revenue in your business? Yes. Yeah, it's a very good question. So I would say I have seen I, the answer is yes. I've definitely seen an increase in revenue, and I would say that the increase in revenue is directly proportionate, proportional, <laughs> proportionate. Um, yeah, we'll say. You, help me out here, guys. Um, to uh, to the uh, improvements and to the uh, to the, the 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 changes that I've made within my business and within how I manage my time to work, you know, more efficiently. There's absolutely no question about it. Um, I haven't analyzed last year's uh, 2014's income yet, or, or the, the numbers yet, for especially the last quarter. But I know that I definitely had the best quarter in my business that I've ever had before last year, and at the end of last year. And I think that that that's I know. And I was also busier in my personal life in that quarter than I've ever been in my life. I can definitely say that as well. So, so if you were to give some some tips uh, to the people who are listening, what would you say that your your top three, or if you want, call it the top three? But what would you say some specific things that you've done that you've changed or you've implemented that have helped you to to increase your revenue and create this balance? Yeah. So, I would say. I could probably give you a list of about a hundred, so I'll just go with the top three or four. But the <laughs> I'm first, sure you can, yeah, be, because there have been so many lessons learned. But I'll say that uh, the the first thing, the way, just to talk a little bit about how my business is structured, is I, I do have a great team of people that help me out with a lot of things. So one thing I learned to do uh, a few, you know, a number of years ago now, is that you can't do everything yourself. So oh, that's for, so true. Yeah, right. You know, you know it. I know you've built your business, and you're, you've got people there that are at work and provide so many valuable functions for your company. You couldn't possibly do everything yourself. And absolutely. And and the types of people that I use, that I've surrounded myself with, and brought into my company are are the the the, the, the programmers, the people that actually do the work for me and for my company. Uh, I don't to hire employees. I, I hire subcontractors to 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 pr- provide contract-based services. They all have their own businesses. They're all self-employed. But I have long-term relationships with people, um, and and there are a lot of benefits to that um, to that relationship. Uh, and and the way that I've I've these are aren't just transient. We're not talking about transient relationships. We're talking about long-term relationships that uh, that I built. So. I have a good team of people in place uh, in, in terms of the programmers, but people like uh, I have a have a have an assistant, a virtual assistant, 
And some people might think, well, you know, you live in, uh, in, in, in Vancouver, so your virtual assistant's probably in the Philippines or in China or in some overseas country because that seems to be the default, uh, the default thought process. But my virtual assistant is actually in a suburb uh, about 20 minutes from where I live. So she just happens to be local and she, I don't actually need to see her. I've only met her in person twice, uh, but she, uh, because of the way that we're able to work electronically and, and with the good communication tools that are out there, I have uh, my assistant handle a lot of the, the, the types of uh, administrative type of tasks, whether it's billing or invoicing or collecting or following up with customers for specific information, all the types of administrative duties that I used to take on myself, I, I, I no longer do. I outsource those and I have a very great, great person in place to help me with those things. So learning that you need to you know, leverage people to help you. Like a lot of, when, when I talk to, I talk to a lot of people about this topic and a lot of people are sometimes afraid, you know, to, to open up the doors of their small business to let people in to, to trust them with these things. Like, tr do I trust you with my, uh, my accounting information, for example? But I'll say that in order to grow and in order to, to scale, if you will, your business, you, you, you need to have those types of people in place and surround yourself with, with those people. Yeah, that's so true. Absolutely. I 100% agree with getting the right people on board and not trying to do everything. However, Dave, I'm going to ask that you don't continue to talk about this virtual assistant. Because <laughs> one of the one of the girls on our team is looking at us with this face right now. <laughs> not naming names, but Diana. <laughs> nice. Diana's nice. like, I could work from home, maybe. <laughs> oh, right. There's a difference. Dave said outsourcing. He said we're, outsourcing. We're not letting Diana leave. <laughs> No, absolutely. Uh, Dave, we're going to be going into a break uh, pretty quickly here. But uh, just what you're talking about there, and I just want you to stop right there before you continue on to provide um, some other insights that you've had. It goes back to what we've talked about in some of our other episodes, that having a team, having people that you trust, people, individuals, professionals, advisors that can guide you, that can provide the insight that you may not be able to see because you're in the business day to day. You are with your family day in, day out. And so you may not be able to see uh, some of the issues. You may not be able to see some of the opportunities that could be there where if you can step away from the business and, and have these individuals to provide some insight, some some guidance, and, and to be able to use the tools and technology that, that are available to each of, each of us and letting go. Yes. Going back to the, uh, what was that, letting FOMO? Letting go of control and letting go FOMO, of trying, right? yeah. Let go, yeah, absolutely. Just what we talked about in the very, very beginning of the show. When you are able to let go and, and allow people that you trust, obviously you have to vet them out, but if you trust them, you let them do the work that they need to do. It allows you to be able to expand your business, to be able to have more free time with your family. Yes. Or running. <laughs> or run, absolutely. Now, Dave, um, if people want to check you out or if they want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Oh, thanks, Franco. Uh, you can contact me via my website, which is dazil.com or dazil if you're in Canada. Uh, that's uh, my company website, dazzle.com. Or you can reach me via email at dave at dazzle.com as well. I'd be, be happy to hear from, from you for sure. Are you on Twitter? Can people follow you through Twitter? Yes, I'm um, D-A-Z-I-L uh, at Twitter or on Twitter as well, at D-A-Z-I-L. That's fantastic. And uh, just a reminder if, uh, to everybody that uh, if you want to call in, uh, our toll-free number 
is 1-866-472-5790 or you can email us at info at capitalcorefinancial.com. Thanks, Dave, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support surprise you up-to-date business and financial news call now and get the financial information you need 866-472-5790 866-472-5790 the experts are here voice america business network Listening to Conversations with Money with Franco Calagiri and Marissa Sipolinski. To reach our show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to info at capitalcorefinancial.com. Now, back to Conversations with Money. Welcome back. Uh, we are talking with Dave Zilly. Dave Zilly, before the break, uh, we actually were talking about, or you're providing some some insight that you've learned over the the years. Uh, can you want to continue? Sure, sure. So we we just talked a little bit about uh, about surrounding yourself with good people and having a good team in place and, and trusting those people. That's definitely the number one. Uh, the number one, I would say, lesson that I've learned over the years. Uh, another lesson that uh that i've learned is that uh when you're whether you're spending time with with family like with your with your kids or or with your wife or whether you're spending time with with your clients or 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 doing work the actual act of doing work it's it's just extremely important that you are present in in what you were doing and and i'll say that yeah and i marissa i I know i i think we're doing we're doing a lot of mutual head nodding here i think we're (laughs) on the same page but i was finishing your sentence in my head with present with whichever you choose to be yes i think i think that it's so i'm glad you said that yes it took me it took me a little while i remember when when our son was uh say one or two years old and it it was it was the time when i was actually um able, I guess, to spend, say, half a day during the week with him because we had a gap in childcare. And my wife and I had a system in place where she'd work in the morning and I'd work in the afternoon or vice versa. And then each of us would spend the respective half of the day with with our son. 
And this was a brand new experience for me. First of all, just being used to having a kid was still a novelty at the time. And, oh, yeah. and just knowing what to do um, Absolutely. And, and all that. But, but also taking a conscious break in my work, say at noon until four o'clock that day, was actually very uh, a new experience for me. And because we take our work so seriously, I always had my, my work had always been such a priority. It felt mm. it, was, it was a tough thing to do. Um, I mean, I have to. I can't work for this four hours on a Wednesday. It just felt like such a foreign thing to do. Feels weird. Yeah, it it really does. Um, it really does feel weird, and you feel almost like because you're not always connected to that keyboard or to that phone or whatever working means for you, you, you feel like maybe you're you're doing something wrong. Um, right, a little bit of guilt. Yeah, guilt. Absolutely. So, so fast forward. That was say you know five years ago or four years ago, let's say. But and and if you fast forward to uh, just uh, about a year ago, my family and I uh, we were down in Disneyland, and we're in Disneyland for a few days, and we spent, of course, when you're in Disneyland, you're not sitting there on your phone, hopefully, right? Like ninety percent of the population is, um, but you're you, you you need to be present. And what I found is that I made a conscious decision to to not, you know, obviously to shut off my work. Um, I put systems in place so that I didn't need to be tethered to my phone, checking my email constantly. And it was a real contrast to uh, to the the five year previous experience where I felt so guilty and so tethered to my work. yet i I by having this this Disneyland experience and really being able to create that separation and to really be present. I mean, you have to be present when you're going down Splash Mountain, right? You know, you got to, right. you have to be present. So you're saying we need to do a team field trip to Disneyland. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. But, but I guess. All of a sudden, Diana doesn't want to work remotely anymore. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But I mean, if, if you're going to, um, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to make that work time worthwhile and you're going to make that family time worthwhile, then you have to be there and you have to experience it and you have to, you have to do that. That way you're not going to feel guilty when you, you know, when when you are in Disneyland, you you shouldn't feel guilty. And when you're sitting there working, when you think you should be with your family, you're hopefully not going to have those feelings. And 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 as that's probably I, I learned that lesson from someone who I respect very much. Uh, he's a president of a of a well known uh, music company in 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 Canada, and he travels a lot to Japan. And he he has four kids. Uh, he has four kids, and they're all reasonably young. Yeah, and. He, he travels a lot, like I said, to Japan in particular, which is obviously takes time to get there and all that from, from here. And I asked him, well, how do you do it? Like, you know, knowing you're going to Japan tomorrow, how do you manage this? You're here with your family and you're present and you're sitting here. You know, you, in fact, we were over at his house for dinner that night and he's leaving at 6 a.m. for Japan. He says, well, you just learn that you have to be present. You just cannot think about mm. tomorrow. Be Otherwise, you're, you're not going to be, you're not going to be, you know, be be filling that role that you need to fill in in your family on one hand, but also you need to know that when you're when you're working, you won't be needing to be to be uh, distracted, if you will, by thinking you should be with the family. So, and and it really really was very good advice, and that stuck with me. It resonated with me very much. That's interesting. That's something a lot of mentors and people I've worked with over the years has helped me see, and I and that's why I struggle when the FOMO thing comes up, and I I see myself feeding into it because. I think, not to go back to this FOMO, but I think it's relatable for a lot of people. 
it's the it, it feeds the opposite. It's very much like when you're doing whatever you're doing, if you're indulging the whole fear of missing out, then you're not really present anywhere because you're in one thing wondering if I should be in the other thing or did I make the right decision or should I be here? Um, is there somewhere better I could be? All that whole mindset is is just the opposite of being pre- present. So yes. I know the time, it's funny though, because you oftentimes think, I think for a lot of people who are busybodies, we think that if we're doing everything, we're going to get ahead and we're going to be more productive. We're going to create more. We're going to make more. We're going to get more. But it does the opposite. But it's actually the opposite. Yes. Because when, whenever I'm in those states of minds I'm, and I'm not really present in the thing that I'm doing and, you know, or I end up burning out because I try to stretch myself too far, it, it's the opposite, which is why, I mean, it's, it's great to hear you confirm in your own personal experience how the increased uh, balance that is directly correlated to increased productivity and increased uh, revenue, revenue. Increased, yeah. Yeah, increased, right. I mean, everyone, that's what we're all going after ultimately in, in terms of the business and financial goals. So if you mm-hmm. knew that there was a way that you could actually enjoy what you're doing more, be more present, have more balance, have that work-life balance, uh, why aren't we all doing it, you know? Yes, you nailed it. But that's the struggle and that's what the show is about is to right. tear apart uh, what our beliefs are and, and to tear apart uh, when we do feel guilty and analyze why. How do we, why do I feel this way? And how do we move on from that? And also recognizing, too, going back to what you were talking about last week in terms of building discipline and building the muscle, I think it's similar with building balance. It's not like one day I wake up and I say I'm going to be present and, and you know, I'm completely 100% present. It's practice. I've gone through stages where I've had to do – I started trying to sit, like do a seated meditation for 20 minutes a day and I kept failing at holding up my 20 minutes. So eventually I started with one minute and I just forced myself to sit and be present for one minute to, like, build the muscle like you would at the gym. And then slowly the one minute turned into two and then three and then four. But I don't – it's, it's a muscle that I think we have to build and it's practice. And we get better. It's like you look at how you were 10 years ago or eight years ago or 12 years ago and, yeah, we're better. But I think it, you have to continue committing to building that if you want to be successful ultimately on all of the goals of having that, that successful business as well as a happy home life. Absolutely. Dave, uh, just moving along here. What else have you have you learned? What well, I got other insights. Yeah, I got one um, one last thing I'll mention because this sort of is a segue into budgeting, which I think we might touch on before the end of the show. Is uh, I would uh, I would talk now about goal setting and setting goals for yourself and for your whether it's your business or whether it's your your personal life. Um, setting goals is really the only way I think that you can measure you know how you're doing um, and. Uh, by, by goals, I'm talking about not necessarily huge goals like I want to buy that uh, I want to buy that boat or I want to uh, own a multi-million dollar home or, or, or goals like that. But I'm talking about uh, even about small uh, quantifiable goals. For example, I'll give you an exact example of a goal that I've set. I set in January. Hard to believe it's almost the end of February now when we're when we're doing the show. But um, beginning of January, I set a specific goal for my business that said. Because I have a new, uh, there's a new specific service offering that I created uh, at the beginning of this year, and I had uh, it's a it's a service offering where I generate a monthly fee, a monthly fee. Uh, customers or clients would pay a monthly fee for a, a set of very you know valuable services, and I set a goal to to add one new client a month to that service offering. So in other words, every month my goal is to add one new client, um, and in doing that. I put into my, my day-to-day consciousness 
the fact that I have this goal set and it, it seems like a very it's a very simple goal to adding one new client but what that's going to do is it's going to essentially uh, put into the forefront of, of my thought process every day um, the, the the task of, of just taking one action or two small actions towards meeting that goal so if I'm talking to someone that I know would benefit from the service then I'd find a way to, to, to mention it or to, to bring it up or to, to, to suggest the benefits of how the service would, would really benefit them and how it would work for them. Or I'd think of a different way of introducing this, this service to, to someone, uh, say I'm writing a proposal or whatever the case may be. But it would just essentially, uh, as I said, put it into the forefront of my thought process. And by putting it out there, I found that every single day I was taking one more step towards that. And, and, and those little steps that you take really, really add up um, at the end of the day. And, uh, and the, same would apply to, the same would apply to exercise or to anything else. You know, the little changes that you make, incremental changes that you do every single day, if you take one little step towards a goal, it, it, they, they'll, it'll really go a long way. That's, I, I love that. We were talking about that very thing on the last episode uh, in regards to building the muscle and building the discipline, whatever that muscle might be. But I think for sure in, in this regards, it, it applies very well. Um, Dave, we're, we're coming to the end of the show, and I know that you wanted to share a little bit about uh, how you changed analyzing your, your household uh, expenses. Uh, can you just share within a, a minute, uh, I know it's not a lot of time, but if you can share within a minute just how budgeting or, or keeping track of your expenses has changed things within your household? Certainly, certainly. So we had a bit of a, an awakening uh, last year where we realized in our family that that uh, we, we, we wanted to make some financial decisions about, uh, about making some purchases or making some changes to our home, for example. And we realized that we didn't have data to be able to make a good decision about whether we should go ahead with this purchase or this particular decision. So, so we would just have to go with our gut when it came to making certain financial decisions. And, and we really realized that we didn't know our exact monthly expenses. We, we really just sort of made sure we had everything paid every month. And sometimes things slip between the cracks and, and we, we just realized that we had to start a budgeting process. So what we did is we we analyzed, uh, we, we sat down and went through the tedious task of analyzing all of our uh, household expenses for the year of 2014 on a month-by-month basis, all categorized and itemized. And that allowed us to, to establish a budget for this year. And the funny thing is, to tie this back to the business, is I, I do these things in my business. I have these numbers in my business. There's so many good habits I have in my business. Now, what can I learn from that and extend that over to the family? And that's essentially what we did. And we've implemented that now. And it has been a very, very positive experience for us because it's only been two months that we've been, you know, really hardcore into doing the day-to-day budgeting. But it's really been a huge impact, really, because it, it lets us know where we're at. It helps us make decisions and 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 we can set some some really nice quantifiable goals. Those goals we were talking about earlier, we can set them now that we have a budget. I think that's a great point. Thank you for sharing that, Dave. We we talk all the time about the importance of budgeting and knowing your numbers and getting the data so that you can make an informed decision. Um, I think it, this was great chatting, and I appreciate everything that you've had to share. The pieces for me that I, I keep coming back to, which this was perfect that we had this discussion today when I woke up somewhat exhausted this morning and fried, recognizing I had taken on too much uh, in the process of a move too. And it was, it was a lot. And 
I think this reaffirmed for me very much to make sure every time I do say yes, and, and that's why I appreciate you saying your, the importance in goals and goal setting and being clear on that. Every time we say yes, it needs to, how does this fall? How does this support what I'm trying to achieve? How does this support the goals that I'm trying to work towards? And, and understanding that and being clear. And then when I do what I say I'm going to do or what we do, to be present. I think that was a big thing for me that I'm always working on. But learning to be present and, and to understand how that will affect ultimately everything you're trying to achieve. Dave, thank you for uh, being a guest. And uh, we thank everybody for listening in today. And we look forward to having you having you join us next week as our next guest. Uh, next week's guest is going to be David Robertson of the uh, famous Dirty Apron. Thank you, Dave, again. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. We'll talk to you and uh, hear from you next week. I'd like to have a wealthy week before we end of the night. Have a wealthy week. Have a wealthy week. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for tuning in this week. Please join Franco Calagiri and Marissa Sipolinski again for another edition of Conversations with Money next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wealthy week.